0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 70th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. And guess what, guys? Unfortunately, I am recording this one solo style. And come to think of it, have I ever recorded a podcast all by myself? Yeah, I honestly think this is the very first one that I'm doing it all by my lonesome in my toddler's bedroom because it's the smallest room in the house, so I figured the audio quality would sound the best, so hopefully I'm right on that one. But anyway, our beloved co-host and my own lovely sister, Sarah Shorky, is sadly not with us today for two very understandable reasons. One, in Ottawa here, we are still on full lockdown mode since Christmas, and I'm talking government-mandated, province-wide shutdown of every... Everything but the grocery store so in trying to be good law abiding citizens we haven't actually seen each other since Christmas and the second reason is that unfortunately our little Sari is getting a second hip replacement tomorrow so she will soon have not one but two ceramic titanium I believe they are hips and if I'm being perfectly honest I don't really have the heart to harass her to come record a podcast with me when she clearly has a lot of other shit on her plate these days. So if anyone wants to send her some well wishes, feel free to shoot her an email to sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at jackedonthebeanstalk.com. Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan And enjoy the ride Now then I thought for this solo cast, it would be a good opportunity to talk about one of my favorite topics of all, and that, of course, is asses. And more specifically, ass growth, or adding mass to your ass, if you will. And while it only seemed appropriate that I do this topic solo, seeing as the very intro song to this podcast literally mentions my Out of this world ass Which unfortunately I must declare That uh, it has definitely Diminished since having a baby And then of course gym closures For the last friggin what year Now hasn't helped either Nevertheless I did want to begin this Podcast by sharing some words Of encouragement for all of those Who feel like no matter what they do They cannot grow a giant ass Or even a non Super flat pancake ass For that matter fret not my friends Because believe it or not I too had a pretty flat ass For most of my life In fact, my own bitch of a sister Used to call me concave ass Because it was so non-existent So I am proof That you can absolutely build A shelf-like butt The unfortunate news is that It does take a long time to build Unless you have JLO genetics And as I had to learn the hard way A good butt is also very quick And easy to lose, unfortunately. But I am proud to say that I have finally got most of my buttocks back, which is especially impressive considering I don't have a lot of time these days to train, let alone gym access. Nevertheless, I am going to share on this episode my best tips and tricks from personal experience and as a coach on how to grow dem glutes. So let's get to it, shall we? So before we get into... To all of my best exercises and tools for building the ass of your dreams, we first need to discuss something very important, and that is the many reasons why you're not even activating your glutes in the first place. And sadly, this is really common, and you would not believe how many clients and random people at the gym I see with little to no ability to even activate and fire up their glute muscles in order to properly work them out. So it's definitely a topic we need to address before we get into anything else. So you might be thinking, all right, how hard is it to really activate your ass muscles? Surely you just do some squats or hip thrusts and bam, you're working your butt. And in theory, yes, this should be true. But the problem is that for many people who don't use their ass muscles at all throughout their day-to-day life or throughout their lives, period, and instead they rely heavily Heavily on their quadriceps to do all of their daily leg movements. And so, what do you think happens when this person is gone 20, 30 years or more without really ever activating those glute muscles? All of a sudden, you take up squatting, and then which muscles do you think immediately go to work? Not the ones that have been lying dormant for 20 years, the ones that are used to working, aka your quads, not your glutes. And in the the fitness world, well, probably the science world in general, but we call this recruitment patterns. And I'm going to get technical for a second here, but I'll try not to make it too technical because I know sometimes this stuff can be hard to comprehend. Nevertheless, let's actually throw in my little soundbite here because this feels really lonely recording solo. So that'll hopefully spice it up a little bit for you guys. Here you go. Yes. Strength is both a function of muscle mass and the amount of neurological patterning of the muscle fiber. We all know someone who isn't necessarily a jacked beast, yet they possess a great deal of strength. And while there is certainly a relationship between mass and strength, the body, the power to move, also comes from recruitment. Recruitment patterns in the nervous system that connect to muscle fibers. For example, people will generate much more strength in their glutes if they can recruit and fire 50,000 muscle fibers than if they are only to recruit 25,000 fibers. Now, you yourself might notice that your own muscle recruitment allows you to become much stronger in the first few weeks once you've started a new training program and And you probably won't even notice an increase in your muscle mass. But as most people will notice that obviously with continued effort and consistent weightlifting sessions, suddenly you're now able to recruit new patterns of communication between your brain and your muscle fibers. And so every time you lift weights and you engage those new muscles and fibers, they're essentially laying down new neuromuscular patterns and then of course you do become stronger. But what is fortunate is that for the many people who've gone most of their lives without ever really firing up these motor neurons in the muscle and nervous systems, well what do you think happens to them? Yeah the motor neurons die and unfortunately they don't regenerate especially as we get older and as a result those people end up not only losing strength and the ability to fire up those muscles but it's obviously not going to help them ever to appear jacked. And for the glutes specifically, when these muscles remain inactive for an extended period of time and then result in other muscles trying to compensate for their weakness, like the quads, as I talked about earlier, as you can imagine, this is going to have a negative impact on all kinds of shit. And I'm not just talking about the inability to build a huge ass. I'm talking even worse things like having really bad posture or lower back pain or knee pain, which you see all the time with people. So muscle imbalance is obviously super common. There's lots of good examples I could give you guys, uh, another one being your pecs. If your chest muscles aren't as strong or active as in opposing muscle groups, like your lats, for instance, the difference in their size and function can totally derail the work that you are putting in at the gym, not to mention potentially create injuries. And as I was mentioning before, when one muscle is weak and the other is overactive, well, obviously it's pulling your body into terrible posture. It could look like rounded shoulders. That You definitely see that a lot with people who work at desks or people who, as they get older and don't practice good posture and, and strengthen their different muscles. Or my personal favorite, I see so many young women. We love to stick out our butts. And what does that create? The excessively arched lower back, you know? And that curvature of the spine is also super limiting for your mobility at those joints. Then there's the anterior pelvic tilt, which often accompanies those rounded shoulders I mentioned. That can result in super tight hamstrings. You know, I could totally nerd out on this stuff forever, but maybe I'll save that for another podcast. Let's just say that if you're at all concerned that you have some serious muscle imbalances going on, take a side view, photo of yourself just standing as naturally as possible, preferably shirtless or in minimal clothing so that you can actually see if there's any roundness to your shoulders or any kind of curvature to your spine. Definitely worth checking out for yourself if you suffer from lower back pain or at all worried that you might have something weird going on. Okay, so let's swing back around. uh, No pun intended. Swing back around to our asses and conclude this part of the podcast by saying that your butt muscles have to be activated. They have to be strengthened. They have to be properly coordinated into your everyday movements and activities in order to sculpt a walnut crushing ass. So that means lifting with your legs, not your back, which I feel like I'm constantly telling my dad to do and drives me insane that he doesn't listen to me, and That also means shifting the weight into your heels when you're performing those leg exercises. And why is that? Well, think about it. You're trying to work the muscles on your backside. So what do you think ends up doing all the work, once again, when you're putting all of the weight onto your toes? Yep, your frickin' quads again. And a little good trick that I will often get my in-person clients to do, or if I see somebody squatting and they're just toes doing all the work, bearing the weight, I will go and put little 2.5 or 5 pound little weight plates underneath their toes because that's going to help force that weight shift from the front of your foot into the back. And some people need that because those recruitment patterns are so not used to firing up the glutes that we have to use little measures like that to really draw that attention there. Okay, what else do I want to mention? Just looking at my notes here. Avoiding flat ass-itis. Well, whether you issues activating those glutes or not, I also strongly believe that everyone can benefit from some form of glute activation work prior to any and all leg workouts. So my favorite thing to do is foam rolling my quads and hips before I do a leg day. And I find this is such a great way to hone in on those motor neurons. And it basically signals to those commonly used muscles that, hey guys, you can chill out, relax. Let the glutes and hams take over. And then after you do that for even just five, 10 minutes, you can move on to some actual glute activation work. So I personally love using one of the smaller loopy elastic bands for a couple different things. Can probably link up some pictures or videos, some of my personal faves to show everybody on the show notes for this episode. But I'll try to explain a couple quick ones. Banded hip thrusts plus some abduction work. I really enjoy those. That means you could be lying on the floor. You've got the little loopy band around your knees. You're going to thrust your hips up to the ceiling as high as you can, squeezing dead ass as much as possible. Then once you're in that top position, push your knees out, aka abduction, and then you're going to bring your knees back to center and drop your butt back down onto the floor or mat. And you would repeat that for 15 or 20 reps. And you can do the same with squats, the banded abduction style, so I personally like it with the thicker bands, one of those hip circles or what are they called? Oh yeah, slingshots, I think. And you would put that around your knees and you would activate your glutes by sitting down onto a bench or a chair or stool, whatever you've got if you're at home. And then push your knees out once you're seated down and then stand back up. Keep those glutes squeezed the whole time with really putting pressure, pushing out with your knees. And this is essentially all about waking up every part of the button. Talks and using different planes of motion before doing your big, heavier compound moves like squats or deadlifts or lunges. I also like doing lateral squat steps in order to work that side plane of your body, not just the forward and backward. And actually, we should probably take a minute to talk anatomy because I know a lot of people know this, but maybe some of you don't. There are actually three main muscles at work when you're trying to sculpt the ass of your dreams. So we've got got the gluteus minimus, a.k.a. the smallest of the glute muscles, and it is actually directly under the gluteus medius. It is responsible for abducting, as I mentioned earlier, which means moving away from the center of your body, and it also rotates your leg inward. Then there is the gluteus medius, which can be found near the outside of your pelvis, and much like the minimus muscle, and much like the gluteus minimus, it also abducts and rotates your leg inward. Then the third muscle, which tends to be the one to get all the attention, is the gluteus maximus. It is actually the biggest muscle in your entire body, and its job is to extend your hip. You've probably heard trainers mention hip extension before. So that's basically what's happening in your hips during the upward motion of a squat. And unlike the minimus and medius, it also rotates your leg. Leg outward versus inward, and believe it or not, as much as we all want a massive ass, the medius and minimus muscles are just as important because they're the ones that are responsible for stabilizing your pelvis, and that's for whatever you're doing, whether you're trying to balance on one leg or even walking. So you definitely want to make sure you're hitting all three muscles. So I wonder if I should get into the actual exercises that I like for building a giant butt. I should probably mention first that I definitely get asked a lot if it's even possible for certain people who you know have the genetics of not many curves. I mean, I definitely don't ever wanna say that age screws us over in our bodybuilding goals because some of the most amazing, impressive physiques I've seen have been on women in their 40s and 50s. But it's important to mention that as we get older, the chances of you having a flatter ass is obviously more common, and there's an increased risk, (laughs) if you want to say that. But yeah, a 50-year-old woman is obviously going to have a flatter ass than a 25-year-old who are working out the same amount, and that's because shifting hormone levels after menopause are signaling to your body to store more fat in your belly rather than in your butt. But before I depress every woman listening, to this podcast, do know that you can absolutely give gravity a good run for its money. And how do you think you do that? Well, obviously by building strong muscles and keeping them strong. So, with that, let us get on to the best exercises for sculpting a big old booty at any age, shall we? But first, despite Sarah's absence, and I do miss her comments. This feels so weird doing this by myself. And I hope you guys aren't bored to tears without hearing her smart ass commentary, but anyways, in honor of Sarah, let us announce this week's Patreon prize, which is a tub of branch chain amino acids from the very best vegan brand on the planet, and that of course is Jacked on the Beanstalk. Now, I know I've talked about the importance of BCAAs on many a podcast and blog post before, but in case you need a reminder, BCAAs are so crucial for protecting muscle during any kind of intense activity, not to mention giving you a bit of energy. And I always say that to any of my clients, if you are looking to build muscle and or keep the muscle you already have, make sure you consume BCAAs before and during or definitely after any moderately intense activity that lasts longer than 20 minutes. So obviously BCAAs are going to be your best friend if you're trying to build a giant ass So don't forget to get them in you before those butt workouts. And in case you're wondering what makes BCAAs vegan, disgustingly enough, guys, most non-vegan BCAAs are made from animal or human hair, duck feathers, and or animal skin. Mmm, yummy. So definitely make sure your BCAAs are vegan. I personally like them when they're made from fermented beets or sunflower seeds. The best. I'll even link up some of my favorite personal brands on the show notes for this episode. But for now, let's find out who of our beloved Patreon supporters are winning their very own tub of Jacked on the Beanstalk BCAAs. And truthfully, I had Sarah do the draw for me because she has the bucket of all of the names of our patrons. And the name that was drawn was Give It Away, Give It Away, Give It Away Now. Vero, who also just won something very recently. Congrats, Vero, once again. See guys, it's that easy to win a prize. So never too late to become a patron. If you want in on this prize action, just go to patreon.com slash jacked on the beanstalk and Vero, I will get those BCAAs out to you. Thank you for the support, as always, and back to butt growth. And now, what kind of stimulus actually works and what doesn't do shit? Here we go. So it's important to note that the gluteus maximus is a combination of both fast twitch muscles. Fibers and Slow Twitch Muscle Fibers. And you guys have probably heard these terms thrown around in the fitness world and not really understood what they meant. So I'll kind of give you a, a quick rundown. Fast Twitch Muscle Fibers means quick firing fibers. They respond really well to bursts of speed and bursts of power. Whereas Slow Twitch Muscle Fibers are basically the workhorses during any kind of more aerobic style activity. And actually, some studies suggest that the gluteus medius and the gluteus minimus consist primarily of slow twitch fibers, which means that your whole ass can greatly benefit from both strength training with heavy weights and low reps, but also with lighter weights or even no weight with higher reps and more endurance type exercises. My personal favorites are running and stair climbing. But I thought this would be encouraging for people who are working out at home and don't have access to a lot of equipment. So there you go. This proves that given the glutes are more slower twitch than fast twitch, lighter loads and body weight workouts should technically be of more benefit to shaping your glutes. And I've even put this theory to test with my own ass in doing phases of super heavy squats and deadlifts for growth only versus phases of doing all light butt workouts of higher reps where the only resistance I'm using is bands or very light dumbbells and I've concluded that the best way to grow a butt of dreams is definitely to incorporate both styles into the mix so remember there are still fast twitch muscle fibers in the glutes too and you don't want to overload them with just super heavy weights and low reps even though the gluteus maximus does have those fast twitch fibers but you definitely Definitely don't want to leave out the higher reps because the higher reps is really going to fire up dead ass and the gluteus minimus and medius and help you to deplete glycogen and give you that good butt pump, bro, that we all want. Right? Because don't we love ass soreness? You know, don't you love a good leg day and like just feeling your butt pumped up and look pumped up? I love that. It's one of my little joys in life. Also, why I have a squat rack in my bedroom. Okay. So I just thought of something else worth mentioning and that is how much fat you have on your ass or your body in general because obviously that plays a key role in how big your butt is too. And I can speak from personal experience when I say that my ass looks the biggest and most bootylicious when I'm thicker or in a building phase, but do I like my stomach as much? Fuck no. But sometimes you gotta pick your battle, my friend. And what I'm trying to say is that obviously our ass shape is going to be determined by how much fat is covering it as well. Now, I personally think that legs should be worked three times a week for optimal growth. I think the perfect combo could be two heavier leg days and then one leg-focused hit cardio session, high-intensity interval training type session, or a butt-focused plyometric workout would be another good one. And I actually have a really good plyo workout workout on my blog that I can link up in the show notes for this episode too. And remember too, guys, that your glutes are primarily hip extensors, as I mentioned earlier, and there are two other major muscle groups that contribute to hip extension other than the glutes, and those are your hamstrings as well as your adductors, and exercises that create a lot of force in full hip extension are going to be the ones that lead to the Greatest gluteus maximus involvement. So, what might those be? Well, definitely hip thrusts and glute bridges are the first one that come to mind. There's so many variations of these. If you guys follow the glute guy, Brett Contreras, he is adamant that hip thrusts will grow a better, bigger ass far more than any squat or deadlift will. I do agree with him to a point, but I I definitely love including some heavy barbell hip thrusts thrusts into an ass building workout for most clients, especially if they have access to a bench where you can rest your back on the bench uh, and really squeeze your ass at the top of each rep for a solid two seconds. You can also do them under a smith machine if the bar goes straight to the ground and try to do them without pausing between each rep will give you a really good butt burn. As I said, lots of variations on the hip thrust. And even for those of you who are working out at home, try doing them on the floor but with your shoulders lifted off the ground. Or do them with your feet elevated on a stool or a chair, or do them single leg style, and really try to focus on that mind-muscle connection, those neural pathways and recruitment patterns that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, definitely the hip thrust, I will say, is great for butt isolation and activation. And yes, development too, absolutely. I know I mentioned barbell back squats is king for activating those fast twitch muscles fibers. So many good squat variations out there too. I love doing front squats, although they do incorporate more quad activation, but I think front squats are also really good for helping to engage your core better and not making your back do as much work. Again, if you've got muscle imbalances, front squats might be your friend far more than a back squat. Uh, One of my personal faves for glute building is split squats with either your front foot elevated or your back foot elevated on like a step or a bench. I'm also a big fan of single leg exercises because as I mentioned earlier, they're better at working those smaller stabilizing muscles like the glute minimus and medius. Not to mention those moves are hard as fuck and require far more control than squats with both feet firmly planted, which of course will lead to more growth. So many good single leg exercises that are also really good for growing your glutes. I love love doing bench step ups even if you're training from home without any equipment if you've got a chair you can do single leg bench step ups also if you've got a stool or i like to do these on my ottoman because it's lower than a chair doing single leg sit to stand they're kind of like an easier variation of a pistol squat so you're basically just sitting down onto a chair or bench or ottoman stool whatever and then you're standing up but just standing up using one leg at a time and these are so good and really fun to advance on. You can either do more reps with time or hold weight at your chest. Work on keeping the leg that's lifted up, like straightening it. Great for working those stabilizer muscles. Lunges, also very effective butt exercise that you can do even at home. Plenty of variations on the lunge too. You got your pulse lunges, reverse front lunges, side lunges, which are also great for targeting the different planes of motion like I mentioned. And your lateral stabilizing muscles, obviously. There are curtsy lunges, walking lunges, and here's a new one that you might not have ever tried before knee. Two chest walking lunges So basically with each stride You're going to bring your knee up As close to your chest as possible Before then lunging it out in front Your ass will feel Those faux show Oh and by the way Something I forgot to mention Regarding those barbell back squats You should always be striving For deep squats guys Go heavy yes And obviously that range of motion Will come with time If you're new to squatting you're not going to be able to get your ass right to the floor. But I would so much rather see a client with a very light bar on their back, but getting really deep and low in those squats and really focused on doing them slowly with control, that mind muscle connection, rather than seeing them push a ton of weight with shitty range of motion where they're not even coming down to parallel and like super fast, quick reps. Your rep range could be as low as three to six for those heavier exercises. And obviously when you're going for as heavy as possible with three to six reps, your range of motion is not going to be that good. And that's okay. It's good to switch it up sometimes to do that, to shock your muscles and make them work. But eight to 12 reps is also a fantastic rep range. We've even seen great results with as many as 15 to 30 reps for lighter weight movements. Your body, everybody's body is different. Therefore, every body reacts differently to different rep ranges. The key is to get creative. Switch that shit up. Try all the different rep ranges. Keep shocking those muscles and just see what works best for you. And that's part of the fun in bodybuilding is learning what your body likes and what doesn't work so well for your body. Also, make use of that leg press in your gym. I always say the best way to target your glutes is to put your feet wider and higher up on the plate. And then, of course, pressing with your heels, putting all the weight in your heels. Meanwhile, if you want to target your quads a bit more, I like to position... My feet at the bottom of the plate Heels touching and toes pointed outward Obviously if we're stuck at home And gyms are closed There's no leg press But yeah definitely don't neglect Your hamstrings on leg days either Your hamstrings also have Three dominant muscles Which attach at various points Near your glutes And working these muscles Just as hard as you work your glutes Will big time help to tone And shape your buttocks In fact I would say my hamstrings Are significantly stronger than my Glutes, and I think that contributes to having a really big, round, hard ass. I wonder how many times I've said ass on this episode. I miss Sarah. She could have maybe counted for me. But yeah, some of my fave hamstring exercises are barbell good mornings, low back extensions or hyper extensions, they're also called. I love the actual hamstring curl machines at the gym. I personally prefer the lying style to seated because I find it, it really targets them a little bit better. And then of course, straight leg deadlifts, be it with a barbell, Trap bar Or set of dumbbells uh, Alright well I think this podcast Has become Long enough Especially since It's just me Blathering on and on Without my little sidekick But We will wrap it up Or I will wrap it up Hopefully you guys Enjoyed talking Ass With me Let me know if you did In the comments Of the show notes For this episode Which can of course Be found at JackedOnTheBeanstalk.com. Hope everyone is saying Safe out there Do send our little Some healing love To Sarah at jackedonthebeanstalk.com And with that I wish you all good luck In your attempts to add mass To your ass Sam Shorkey, alone and out Bye everyone I love myself today